0: You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Meara.
1: And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're ticking off another box on the 2023 Reading Glasses, Glasses, Glasses Challenge. Read the favorite book of someone close to you. We're also reviewing AI book recommenders. Wow, AI, they're coming for all of our jobs. Spicy takes (laughs) from us recommending genre books about protagonists that have real-world skills.
0: But first, what are you reading, Bria?
1: Um, I am reading a book that is very buzzy. It was on, I looked at, like, a lot of, you know, we just did our half-year show. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. You should, you should. Definitely should go check it out. Um, uh, I am reading a book that was on a lot of half-year lists called I Have Some Questions For You by Rebecca Mackay.
0: Ooh! this is one of those books that I I, I like read a little bit of and then it has to go back to the library and I read a little bit and then it has to go back to the library. But it's good so far. That's a book. I feel like it's
1: a book you could do that with actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you know what it's about. Um, it is about, um, okay. So a boarding school alert for everyone, everyone who's always looking for a boarding school. This is for you. Um, it's about this woman who is currently a podcaster? She does a show that I feel like is sort of like you must remember this. Is that the vibes you got? Like it's about yeah. old starlet Hollywood stuff. Um, and when she was at this boarding school when she was a teenager, there was a uh, her old roommate was killed, and they think it was this guy, but she's always kind of been convinced it wasn't. And she goes back to the school to teach this course during the summer for two weeks. And when she does, like, all these memories come back, but also she's teaching a course about podcasting. And one of her podcast students wants to look into the death of her old roommate. And it starts bringing things up, and they start realizing things. So it's, like, part sort of mystery. But then I would say it's—I it's. it's I thought it was just straight literary fiction. I didn't realize there was going to be, like, a mystery element to it. I would say it's more literary fiction than it is mystery, personally, I think. yeah.
0: I would um, agree with
1: that so far because it's not. It's like yes, it is. You do want to know like who's doing the killing, but you also like
0: it's very character focused. Yes,
1: it's very character focused, and like the main character, she was like a goth girl. She was like a weirdo. She was from everyone else had a lot of money. She wasn't coming from money, so it was like this interest. So she was. She did not like going to the school. So going back is obviously bringing up a lot of feelings for her. Um, but it's really great. People are loving this book. I think you yes. do have to go into it thinking, like literary fiction, not thriller, you know, yes. so knowing that that is the pace and the style. But um, otherwise, I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, uh, what are you reading, Mallie?
0: I am reading a romance novel that I think you would really like. Oh. Uh, it is called Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year by Rochelle Bylow, And it is about this woman and she is a food writer in New York City. And she has like this startling realization one day that she's just miserable. She doesn't like her life in New York. She doesn't like her job. So she quits and uses her savings to move to Scotland for a year. She rents out this little cottage and she's like, all right, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to live in Scotland. Like she literally just like threw a dart at a map and picked, a, like, where it landed was this, like, tiny little Scottish town, and she was like, all right, that's where I'm going, and uh she's like, all right, I'm going to take a year in this little cottage that I rented sight unseen, and I'm going to write a proposal for a cookbook i've always wanted to write a cookbook and i'm gonna write it and i'm just gonna totally change my life and she gets there and it's kind of like a cozy food romance because like she falls in love with the little town and the lady who owns the cottage owns this little pub next door and the two of them immediately become friends and start cooking together and she finds out pretty quickly that the little pub is not doing very well and uh the mayor of the town who owns the pub wants to sell it to like a big corporation and it's one of it's kind of like an interesting uh conflict because half the town is like well we really need the jobs and the other half of the town is like but this pub has been here for 200 years and they're all like but you don't ever go there Mm -hmm. and never spend money there um and of course um There's a very handsome man in town, and he's very much on the side of we've got to keep the pub. And he, like, he has a mysterious connection to it that you don't find out till later. And it's just like all about her cooking Scottish food and falling back in love with food and, like, this really handsome man and this, like, lovely little town. It's just so lovely and cozy. And even me, who does not care about food at all, I was like, ooh, this is nice. I will listen to her making. Uh, hand pies and gravy and whatever the fuck, like it's great. It's really really enjoyable, and uh, I highly that's recommend nice. it for food people. Is hand pie? That's just like a, that's what we would call like a, like a turnover. Oh, a turnover. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Like a little pasty, mm-hmm. pasty pastry that you hold in your hand. Um, but anyway, it's Ruby Spencer's whiskey year by Rochelle Bylow, and mine is I have some questions for you by Rebecca McKay. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We got some lovely feedback about our episode on grief books and just skip forward about a minute, uh, for a content warning about pregnancy loss. I will give you a few seconds to do so skip forward. If you don't want to hear this. Okay, so TJ wrote in to say, Hi, Mallory and Bria. When listening to your episode on Books for Grieving, I thought of the specific situation I have dealt with twice now in the book I used to sort of confront my grief in a helpful way. First time my wife and I were expecting a baby, we found out we lost the pregnancy around 12 weeks in. Around the same time, I picked up Caitlin Doty's From Here to Eternity, a nonfiction book about Doty's worldwide journey to learn about different cultures and how they handle death. Without knowing it, the section on Mexico heavily dealt with pregnancy loss, which, although difficult to read, kind of helped me come to terms." with that loss mm. so much so that we, when we lost another pregnancy a few years later I returned to the book as a whole I think through this experience I learned that confronting loss and learning about other cultures and how they discuss it I can be more comfortable and at peace with any loss in life that is fucking beautiful wow past of the show first of all mm-hmm. Caitlin
1: yeah that is that is amazing yeah and I'm glad that that book helped that's lovely
0: yeah that's really really cool and then TJ's wheelhouse is people coping with death slash moving on whether in speculative fiction literary fiction or non-fiction Speculative fiction whose foundation is built on the importance of love and Stephen Aww. King. Shout out to the King Cast boys and excited for Shelbyville to come back. Nice.
1: So Allison wrote in and said, hey, Brienne Mallory, thank you so much for continuing to make such a joyous podcast. I have feedback I wanted to share about episode 312, Grief Books. I think when we think about grief, we often jump to death, but there are so many other devastating things that can happen in life that a person may grieve. My all-time favorite book is called Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. It covers a lot of those topics, like devastating breakups, loved ones who struggle with addiction, mental health crises, and more. This book in particular helped me with my grieving process because it gave me permission to forgive myself during a particularly difficult time. It's beautiful and sad, but also so funny and hopeful. I recommend it to literally everyone. Thank you so much for the awesome podcast. And because I feel like everyone does it and it's
0: super fun, and then she put her wheelhouse in. You want to read it, Mallory? Allison's Wheelhouse is Unhinged Women love that people struggling with the different relationships in their lives love stories that are not stereotypical and cute but real and rated x hey people taking back their power anything set in ireland and anything sold as similar to sally rooney you guys are the best book sluts around oh thank you so much i'm really glad the grief books hit home yeah that's lovely and uh speaking of book sluts just a quick bookmark pretty big bookmark from us we want you all to say adieu to our beloved Sean. Sean is moving on from reading glasses. He's got a lot of stuff to do that's really amazing in the music world. We're very proud of him, but we are going to miss him very, very much. We will miss bullying him into telling us what he's reading on on the mic. Uh, He has been an incredible part of this podcast for five years now. Uh, So we all want you to uh, say goodbye to Sean, thank him for all the work that he's done on reading glasses, and wish him the very best in his future. Thank you, Sean.
1: I have another bookmark, not nearly as important as Sean, but I wrote a short story in a book that is coming out. And you can, it comes out very soon. I didn't realize it was very coming excited. out so soon. It comes out, by the time you hear this, it will be out. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you to pre-order it. This is my fault. Um, it's called um, Haunted uh, Haunted Reels. It's an anthology book. Dark Matter is putting it out. It's an anthology book curated by David Lawson Jr., who is a um, producer, a Hollywood film producer. He does horror movies and a lot of very cool horror movies and it's got a ton of people in it. Everyone from C. Robert Cargill, who wrote the film Black Phone and Doctor Strange, but also wrote some books that I really like. It has a ton of good people in it. Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead. I love Owen Egerton. He's in it as well. Uh, There's a ton of cool uh, filmmakers who are also authors who wrote short stories for this book and it's called haunted reels and we'll put a link in the show notes
0: so you can email us at reading at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes and before we talk about reading the favorite book of someone close to you we're going to take a quick break Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Soylent, which is the original food tech company. They make delicious and nutritious nutrition products in convenient formats. I have a cupboard full of the Soylent Complete Meal. It is a convenient, ready-to-drink shake. It also comes in the powder format, but I'm lazy, so I get the shake. It's got 20 grams of plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, healthy fats— 400 calories of slow-burning carbs, and it is delicious. I get the vanilla one. Tastes like a vanilla milkshake, and I have one almost every morning for breakfast. But, Bria, there's a bunch of other stuff that you can get from Soylent.
1: Oh, my God. There's so many things. You can also get Soylent Squared, which are these little 100-calorie nutrition bars that you can take on the go. And there's Soylent Complete Energy, which is a, an energy drink by Soylent. It has nutrition nutrition as well as energy as B vitamins, caffeine, all sorts of stuff that'll get you going, plus those 39 essential nutrients that you know that you need. Soylent is the quickest and easiest meal on the planet. There's no cooking. There's no cleanup. You just take it, you open it, you put it directly into your mouth. You're done. That is how you, how you do Soylent. That's why
0: I have it for breakfast. When I I don't even really like eating food in the morning, but I know that I have to, and I really don't want to cook. So opening up a Soylent shake... Uh, gets me all the nutrients that I need and none, none of the cooking and none of the annoyance. It is fantastic. And if you want to experience this for yourself, all you got to do is go to Soylent.com slash glasses and use code glasses to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash glasses and use code glasses to get 20% off your first order. Glasses. Glasses. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwich and sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire. Right? There's too much to worry about. That's why we make Tiny Victories. It's a 15-minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. And listeners call in, like Valerie, who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend, and Adam, who finally turned his couch cushion the right way. And little happinesses, like how Birdsong helps your brain. That's science! So join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. It's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. This week, we're ticking off another box on the 2023 Reading Glasses, Glasses, Glasses Challenge. Read the favorite book of someone close to you. Why did we put this on the challenge and how can this improve your reading life? And most importantly, how are we completing this part of the challenge? First off, let's set some rules for this particular part of the challenge. We all know the glassers want to follow rules to the (laughs) T. I get it. I also love a rule. Uh, so for this, all you have to do is ask someone you love, whether that's a best friend, a partner, your spouse, what have you, what their favorite book is, or one of their favorite books, because we know that it can be hard to pick just one. Mm-hmm. And read it. You don't have to read it in the same format they did. If you want to do the audiobook, ebook, or print, that is fine. So why did we put this on the challenge? So. Reading is usually a
1: solitary activity, but connecting of our books is one of the most fun things to do. It's how Mallory and I oh, literally baby. became friends. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about the book you just finished with someone who's also read it, it is just so satisfying. It's very Ugh. fun to do, and it, especially if it's someone's favorite book. Um, and while you can't make your spouse or your best friend or your loved one uh, read your favorite book, you can always read theirs.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a way to
1: connect with them. It's a way to talk to them about reading. And a lot of people have books that really influenced their lives. And it's in, you can find out a lot about a person by the book that they say,
0: you know? It's like you can't... You can pick your nose and you... Wait, no. How does it go? Oh, I don't know this <laughs> phrase. What is it? It's like... Oh, it's something about you can pick your friend's nose. You can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. I think that's wrong. But... You can read your books. You could pick your friends' notes. Yeah, but that would be terrible. <laughs> then it wouldn't be your friend anymore. <laughs> you can pick right. your book, your friends can pick your book, can you know, you could pick a book, your friends can pick their books, but you can't pick your friends' books. That's right. That's true. That's true. That's what I'm trying to there say you go. here. Um. All right. So how can this improve your reading life? So this is us encouraging everyone to get in the habit of talking about books with the people that you love. It's, it's sort of the sequel to last year's Ask Someone What They're Reading, which was a very popular part of the challenge last year. Favorite books are such a personal thing, like Bria said, and reading someone's favorite book can be just an amazing way to get to know them on another level and find out something about them that you, you had no idea. And again, you can't, force someone to read your book, but you can get to know them by reading theirs. And and we we think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just fun to get a book it is Um fun. So how do we complete this part of the challenge? Bria, what did you do?
1: Oh, I've been trying to do this for a minute here. Um, I asked my husband what his favorite book was, and he, like me, did not have a specific book. So then I was like, what is a book that changed your life? What book like made a big impact on you that is not like the biography of someone involved with The Sopranos. Uh, Like, because that was like a book I did not want (laughs) to read. And he said The Power of Now, which I have not read. Um, He's almost, he's, he's basically, he's strictly mostly an audiobook person. So I am listening to it, but it is a very hard listen. So I have been trying to do this since like, the beginning of the year. Uh, You can't just listen to this while cleaning. You have to sit there and, like, pay attention. I'm, like, a fourth of the way through it. It's very— I don't—what is it about? uh, It's about being present. I don't know. I'm not very far into it. It's about being present and connecting with, you know, the world. Wow. This is very embarrassing that I should be able to explain what it is more. It it is about, like, meditation. Is it about meditation? (laughs) I'm going to give you an exact description. But it is mostly about the power of now. It's about being present and about— how that is it's Eckhart Tolle
0: oh interesting I did not uh this is like see I'm I'm learning things about John just through you reading his favorite book I did I would not pick uh John for an Eckhart Tolle person I don't think it's
1: it's not his favorite by far it's just like one that he felt like really changed the way he thought
0: um honestly I kind of love that because whenever you ask someone what their favorite book is they immediately freeze but asking a book, asking someone what book changed their life, I think might be an easier question for people to answer.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because the book itself is is written in such a way where it's like a question and answer. So someone's like, "How you know how can I disconnect from my ego?" And then he taught he answers it. So it's just like a question and answer sort of huh. thing. It's very interesting, um, but it is not a light read. So I am making my way through it. Uh, what about you? What are you doing? <laughs>
0: Uh I also really struggled with this. Uh I think it's because um one <laughs> I read a lot a lot of books and it's very hard for people that I love to find books that I haven't read. Mm. And two I already like reading the favorite books of people that I know. I know yes. me yes. and my best friend, Lauren, we read, we recommend books to each other constantly. We read the same books all the time. Uh, and same thing with my boyfriend, Jeremy, me and my boyfriend have been together for four and a half years. And by this point we've read a lot of the same books. I had to hound Jeremy. Like I have been asking my boyfriend about this the entire year. Mm-hmm. Like we, when, when we, launched the challenge in January I was like all right babe I'm picking you for this you got to think about a book and then like once a month and now it is almost August (laughs) I finally I was like I burst into his office and I was like babe we're doing this episode you need to pick a book right now get up from what you're doing (laughs) and he finally did um and so he went through all of his books and he picked out a book that I was totally not uh, anticipating as the book of lost things by John Connolly, hmm. which is a horror middle grade book. And it's funny because we both really love horror middle grade. I would actually credit Jeremy for getting me into more middle grade books. Uh, Cause Jeremy writes a lot of kids books and reads a lot of kids books because of that. Um, and, That's definitely part of the reason why I got into middle grade the past few years. Uh, But it was really fun because he had the – we ended up having – even before I started reading it, we ended up having this great conversation about how he read this book multiple times in high school, in his first year of college, and, like, how it really affected him. And it was, like, really – just really meant a lot to him during that kind of, like, time in his life where – You know, a lot lot was changing and he was, you know, growing up. And so now I'm super pumped to read it and see why he connected so strongly with it. And I think we're going to have some really great conversations about it. Hmm. And that, I mean, that's the whole point of this challenge is, you know, encouraging people to connect with each other. Over books, you know, something that was great when we did the ask someone what they're reading part of the challenge is so many people wrote in and was like, I asked people who I didn't even know were readers if they were reading anything. And all of a sudden, I'm now I have all these all these bookish friends and we're talking about books more. And like, you know, we we say all the time reader, even though a lot of us are very nerdy, and we wear bookish shirts, and we carry around books all the time, and we're just booking all over the place. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Booking is a, is a verb in our world. Because
0: <laughs> it's already you verb. Not everyone is very obviously bookish, so it can be really fun to connect with someone that's in your life that you don't normally talk about books with and ask them what their favorite book is, and all of a sudden you have a new person to talk about books with. Mm-hmm. Book 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 book. <laughs> that's what happens with me and Bria. If we and Bria were a video game, we that's the noise we would make we while just we moved say, book, around. Book, book, as at like each step, you'd be like book 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 book. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you knocked into us, a bunch of books would fall out. Like it's true. Like like rings and Sonic. Yeah. But uh yeah, we hope you have fun with this, and I'm very interested to see what people who people pick in their life, what books they read, and uh and what you get out of it. So uh, you could send your thoughts and what book you're going to be reading for this to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we review some AI book recommenders, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Dipsy. Have you heard of Dipsy? They have all kinds of oral pleasures to explore. Oral like your ears, not what you're thinking of, but actually they have that too, if that is what you're into. (laughs) (laughs) But Bria, what is Dipsy?
1: It, It is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women radically inclusive. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. They also have sleep stories and wellness sessions and sexy stories you can read if you are not into listening.
0: But if you listen to the show, you've been following along on my romance journey this year, and you're interested in getting into romance, you're interested in getting into erotica, but you have no idea where to start. You have no idea what your sexy wheelhouse is. Dipsy has got you covered. They have every sexy wheelhouse you could well, I don't want to say that because maybe people are into some weird stuff, but they have a lot of the sexy of wheelhouses. You, you can sort by that, which is fantastic. We love the app. It's really well designed. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. That's dipsystories.com slash glasses. 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 Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures the show where you can't talk about your pets too much, animal trivia is our love language, and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune in to Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Now let's look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. This week's book tech was suggested to us by Howard, who said, Hi, Brian Mallory. First of all, I want to say that I absolutely love your podcast. You have given so many amazing book recommendations over the years, and yours is a podcast that I look forward to listening to every week. I'm wondering what you two think about AI book recommenders. My 12-year-old son is really interested in AI, and he was talking about them. I will always prefer human recommendations, but I'm wondering how good you think these engines are. Bria Howard... Uh, sent in his wheelhouse. You want to read it? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, historical fantasy where they weave real world events into the fantastical world, near future sci-fi, humorous fantasy, fantasy with strong religious elements and anything by Mike Chen or Alex Harrow. So
0: we tested out some of these. Yeah. Uh, most of them, what you do is you put in some information, mm-hmm. uh, like a book that you want to read alike like for, or the genre that you want. Um, the one Howard asked about, which is next three books.com. Uh, the one Howard sent um, had you put in the genre of the book you're looking for, the length, and a word to describe the writing, like action-packed or lighthearted. hearted And uh, what do we think of this, Bria?
1: Okay, I just want to say I get why it
0: exists. I guess, get why
1: someone would create this, but I also don't – I mean, I guess Google is actually getting to the point where things are so ad-heavy that it's kind of hard to use, yeah. but I was like, you could just Google this. Anyway, um, it isn't working great. Uh, nope. I was like, how about a short science fiction novel? And it gave me the three body problem, which is the opposite what? of a short science fiction novel. Oh, my God. Um, I would say, you know, this kind of technology is always improving, always coming for our, for our jobs, literally coming at me from the writing aspect, the every aspect, literally coming for my podcast now. I can't believe you, AI. Um, I'm not very <laughs> scared by it, though, because it is not teching well. Not nope. doing good tech, not AI sure, isn't well. it? Um It's the equivalent of an AI generated photo of a hand right now, which is has like a hundred fingers. <laughs> um, uh, it is just not doing well. I I'm I was not impressed with this. I mean, maybe check back in a few months because this technology is moving very quickly. Uh, but right now, this is not. I mean, first of all, the books it recommended, even when I got it to recommend books that I was like, okay, like you're right, those are like. I don't know. It seems like it's pulling from like the wrong things. Like, because I was like, yes. "Oh, can you recommend a 2023 book that is sci-fi?" And it was like, or, or or something. Or and then it would recommend stuff from other years. But it was like, in 2023, someone said this book, and it's like, "Oh, you just comb the internet, but you don't totally understand how the internet, what the internet is saying." No. So, no. Um, gonna give this a zero out of five pages right now. I say mm-hmm. we check back in in a year, though, Mallory. This may improve vastly. Um, what do you say? uh right
0: off the bat zero out of five f big f (laughs) f for effort f for execution uh so i asked for medium length whimsical sci-fi novels and it recommended zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance and snow crash oh my god i I well
1: it also because the thing you should know when people you can like it only has like four things you can pick or something it's like length genre and then it has words like whimsical dark interesting like or something like that
0: like why have even the word whims like i put in whimsical and it gave me snow crash and Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance which isn't even a sci-fi novel i was like this is like easy shit and it gave me absolutely terrible recommendations i tried another uh a different AI book recommender and I was like all right I'll try another one maybe this one just sucks and I put in a bunch of haunted house books for like cuz it this one was set up a little bit different you like picked books um out of a out of a list that you were that you wanted books that were like it and I was uh, like all right I'll 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 fucking pitch you an easy ball I don't know baseball terms but I'll pitch you a a, a slow ball I don't fuck it don't know. I don't
1: know. I made it
0: easy for it I was like all right Underhand, give me a bunch you're of underhanding it in? I don't know yeah maybe uh, I, but I, I was like, all right, give me, here's a bunch of haunted house books. Give me some haunted house books. And out of the nine recommendations it gave to me, only one was a haunted house book. And that was nothing like the ones that I put in there. Like, I think my problem with this is, uh, well. Out of many problems I have, but for the first one is having an AI book reminder is supposed to like save you time, right? Yeah. And but with these horrible recommendations, I ended up spending like a fucking hour on this, and I like even after that hour, I couldn't get a single good recommendation out of either of these AI recommenders. You know, you just end up spending more time than if you just looked yourself on Google, like you said, or asked somebody. Yeah. You know. I mean, like the other the, thing
1: is, I, I mean, not just Google, but I mean, Goodreads has obviously figured this out, and Amazon has figured this out because they they group them by like, oh, you bought, you know, Snow Crash. We know what else you want to buy, and that's like, what I mean. You're right; they we do want to buy those.
0: Like, it, God forbid I ever say anything positive about about Amazon, but like, even Amazon's algorithm or Good Goodreads, which I guess is the same thing, are are going to give you a better recommendation. Yeah. Like, and the other problem that I have with these, and the problem that AI even if the technology advances is never going to be able to solve is that a lot of the times and we know this as professional book recommenders the things that people are looking for in a book are something intangible yeah. like the atmosphere you know the vibes of a book or something that's not in the jacket copy you know like a small town with a secret that's even though that might be what a book is about it might not say it in the description of the book or any of the blurbs, which is what these AI things pull from, you know, because that's that's all the AI can do is pull from Jack copy and blurbs and reviews. It just won't be able to deliver what you want. You know, we know this. We give out probably thousands of book recommendations every year and a lot of the things that people are looking for take a human brain being like okay yes this is a cozy romance but does it have these other specific mm-hmm. things in it mm-hmm. you know and, and I, I just don't think uh, artificial intelligence will ever be able to do that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I it is the fact the the rate that artificial intelligence is going, I'm not I am not doubting. I I'm never going to bet against technology because I feel like that is a bet I will probably lose. But I think at this moment you're not going to be able to get I mean, obviously right now it's not even close. Right now it's so far away from even being able yeah. to go like whimsical sci-fi, I can't. Like it it doesn't know. But um I do think that a lot of the Yeah, I think the intangible stuff is going to be really hard for it to understand, and it's going to take a really long time.
0: But you know what? Can you can put a recommendation request into and get back uh, an actual like multiple recommendations for the specific thing you're looking for, and tell you when the book comes out, or if it's out, or what format it's on, and if it's available? A fucking librarian. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All you have to do is call your library, email your library, go there in person, and they will be able to do. Uh, this job 5,000 times better and tell you if that book is available specifically in your library. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just give the zero out of five. It And again, who knows? Things are probably going to uh um uh, progress to the point where, you know, we won't even have to do this podcast anymore because... <laughs> our, our, Robert Mallory and Robert Brio will be able to do it for us. But as of now, the technology is really fucking far away. And it's solving a problem that doesn't need to be solved because there are already human beings out there who are paid to do this job for you for free.
1: Yeah, and I think that there's also, and just to speak to what you're saying, I mean, obviously, like, I'm thinking about AI quite a bit because I'm on strike. I do think there is, like, something that, like, you think you want a book that is whimsical sci-fi, but what you actually want is something that is intangible, that you're able to relate to other books. Like someone the other day was like, I want a book like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And I was like, it's really hard. It's hard to cover all those things. And then I was like, you know what? Light from Uncommon Stars. You should read that one. They literally have nothing in common, but I think you'll like both because I know what you like about this one. And I do think AI is never going to be able to figure that out.
0: That's what I mean. It's just there's that like that intent, like... And of course, there's a lot of things that all of us like. Obviously, it's very easy for me to find haunted house books if I'm just looking for just haunted house books. But if you're sure. there's so so much that we love about books that, like I said, is intangible. And you know, AI can't read vibes yet. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, maybe it will in the future. But I just, again, this is not solving a solving a problem that doesn't already have something that can fix it. You know? Yeah. Like. You have a free institution in your town with people there who are literally trained to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, as friend of the show, Becky Spratford calls it, you know, it's reader advisory, mm. you know. There are people who already do this, you know, and no one, there's no AI that is ever going to be as good as be- Becky Spratford. There just isn't, you know. So I don't know. I I just, I think it's a waste of time. Um. It It, it might be fun to like, yeah, it was interesting, like, on an intellectual level, to like look at these things and try it, yeah, but it was it ended up being so frustrating and take, took so much time that uh that i I wouldn't recommend it. so and I know there's especially you know, there's a lot of kids like Howard wrote in about his son that are like really excited about AI. but I don't know, get excited about the library, you know <laughs> <laughs> that's going to solve your problems for you. <laughs> get excited right. about
1: the library.
0: It's very easy to get excited about the library. Um, all right. So hopefully this answered your question, Howard. You know what? We will promise this. In one year's time, if we have not been taken over by Roberts, we will uh, check back in on these AI book recommenders and see uh, see how they're doing then. Yeah. Um, so if you have ideas for book tech that you, we should test out, um, you can send them to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com or you can check out our wish list in the show notes and uh, get us something to test out and we'll uh, shout you out on the show. Now it's time to answer a recommendation request
1: from one of our listeners. Jordan writes in. Hey, y'all. I want to sincerely thank you for the show and the work you do. I used to be one of the kids who tore through books nonstop until depression put an end to any interest I had in a lot of things I used to do. Over a decade later, in the middle of 2022, things got real dark and I started listening to y'all's podcast because I needed something friendly and lighthearted to listen to. Y'all made me realize that one way I could combat my depression was to work at getting back into books, something I used to love. I don't have a lot of bookish friends, but having some friendly voices in my ear talking so enthusiastically about books really helped me to stay motivated to keep it up, and I can say a half a year later, I think it's working, and my mental health is starting to improve. I'm even looking into joining my first book club, thanks to y'all's book club episodes. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that y'all might have helped save my life last year, so thank you so much, and please never stop swearing. (laughs)
0: is <laughs> all very, very sweet. This is so lovely. So now that the mushy stuff is done, I have a recommendation request. I recently fell in love with the character of Greta Helsing from the book Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. Greta is a doctor for supernatural creatures, but she uses a lot of real-world medical expertise and talks about how they might be applied to mythical monsters, which I found fascinating. I'm looking for more books with main characters who have a lot of real-world technical expertise, especially if it is medical or anatomy related, but apply it to fantastical stories and settings. My newly discovered and still-in-progress wheelhouse includes queer horror, small-town eldritch horror, uh, medical content, scary main characters, women <laughs> with bloody knuckles, literal or figurative, <laughs> casual vampires, and books that feel like D&D campaigns. All right, Bria, let's put our non-AI book-recommending brains. I, I will say, I just want to point out, this, there's, there's, it's not possible for you to get a booklet, book recommendation like this from any AI book recommender. No, not right now.
1: Um, I just want to shout out, I did a book with a similar theme called Mary. I was hoping you would say
0: that because I was gonna shout it out. Oh.
1: Um, but I am going to wreck a book, uh, recommend a book, uh, uh another another book. Um, uh, but that is about uh the descendant of Mary Shelley who realizes that she is a teenager, but her father is a doctor, and she realizes she has some like special skills um that helps monsters. Um uh So this is a little bit, we're about to do an episode about this, but this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I am going to say that it is categorized as historical fiction and fantasy. So if you don't want spoilers, you better skip right now, people. Okay? All right, it's um, (laughs) Anatomy Love Story by Dana Schwartz. Uh, It's about a woman who she wants to pass um, a a test as a medical examiner, but this is like set in like the 1800s. She wants to pass a test as a medical examiner, but she isn't because she's a woman allowed to dissect corpses, but then she makes a friend to someone who can get her some corpses by digging them up. And then there is like a fantastical element to it, but it doesn't play till later. But I think it would scratch this itch for you. Also, the death of Jane Lawrence came up in my head, uh, it sort of oh, falls into this category yeah, yeah, yeah. too—that Caitlin Sterling book. Um, I think that that could be a good one too. But those are both medical related, and also both set many a year ago—eighteen hundreds, <laughs> seventeen hundreds. I don't know when uh, they're set, but uh, what what do you have um, for for Jordan?
0: Uh, I well, I, I also want to um, uh, reiterate what you said. That I mean, I think any sort of book that there's been a lot of really interesting Frankenstein either retellings mm. or reboots. Yeah, Ma- Mary by Bria Grant is uh, was one of was my favorite graphic novel of the year when it came out. Highly recommend that. But there's also uh, The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter uh, would be a great one. The one I read earlier this year, Our Hideous Progeny. Any sort of Frankenstein book is probably going to give you scratch this itch. Uh, But I am going to recommend an author that we love. Uh, It's a book called Paladin's Hope by Glasser favorite T. Kingfisher. Yeah, I've never read Uh, this. Weirdly. Well, I love that T. Kingfisher, like, half of her books are intense horror and the other half are, like, weird fantasy. Mm. And she's just so great. Um, And this is a dark fantasy book. It's kind of, like, in the middle of those two things. And one of the main characters is a physician to the undead, which is really, really fun. He has this, like, happy little quiet life as much as you can when you are a physician for, like, liches. Uh, and then he is called to investigate some mysteriously mangled bodies. And we all know what happens when you have a happy, cozy life, and then you are drawn into a weird mystery that involves bodies. Uh, and it also has a queer romance element, which is really fun. Uh, but because he is literally a physician to the undead, I think it's going to scratch the same inch as the Greta Van Helsing books. Mm-hmm. Great. So lots of fun in this one, but my main recommendation is Paladin's Hope uh, by T. Kingfisher. My main recommendation is fuck AI. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm telling, like, I don't want to toot our horns, but an AI book recommender could not do that. No. Don't, don't, don't worry. These old glasses aren't going away yet. (laughs) So if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your book recommendation request, if you haven't uh, exchanged us for artificial intelligence yet, uh, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. And remember, if you want to support us and look super hot, all you have to do is go to our Void March store. There's a link in the show notes. There are so many cool things to wear. There are tank tops. There are sweatshirts there are t-shirts they have all kinds of cool bookish designs on them and again they directly support us and our very hungry animals Bria just got a new cat Yeah, cat eats wet food she's gonna Bria's gonna buy all these cans of wet food this cat eats three meals a day I was told to feed her breakfast
1: lunch and dinner right now which feels like a lot of meals for a cat
0: (laughs) (laughs) so help us out go over to link in the show notes and if you like the show and want to do something for free you can rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice, even though it really warms our hearts. It truly has an actual measurable effect on how many people find the show. It is really great for us. and helps us reach more potential glassers. You can email us at at gmail.com, Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for reading. Me.